This is the podcast by The Straits Times. Welcome to the Double Feature Movie Podcast. I'm your host Jonathan Roberts, and I'm joined this week by Chao Suan. Hello. Satellite delay across the table there. This week, Golden Globes happened, BAFTA nominations happened, both controversial in their own way, and 1917 is out. The already award-winning 1917. <laughs> Before it's even out in theaters. Yes, which is part of the problem. All right, so Monday for us, Sunday for the US, the Golden Globes happened. How did you feel it went? I actually thought they made some pretty good choices. Um, I was pretty pleased at the, well, obviously, Aquafina's historic win. I love Aquafina, and I thought she was so good in The Farewell. And of course, I also thought that, I was pretty happy, actually, that Parasite did really well, too. Okay. The Korean film. Yep. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think it it did pretty good. I mean, in general, I feel like, well, I didn't love Joaquin Phoenix, but other than that, I was like, yeah, you know, all in all, I thought they were pretty mm, decent. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I have issues with the Golden Globes. I feel that they've uh, the credibility is lower than the rest of them, just simply because, well, they don't help themselves by nominating films that nobody else has seen. Yeah, the credibility is down. And this year, I've heard way more criticisms of the Hollywood Foreign Press Association. People have been outright questioning their methods. So even though you get some good choices, I mean, wonderful that Rocketman gets recognised, wonderful that Missing Link... Uh, stop-motion animation, beat out all the Pixar stuff and the DreamWorks stuff. Fantastic. Tempered with, uh, how much credibility do you put in the Golden Globes? It, it could be just like, the main criticism of the Hollywood Foreign Press Association is that if you just stick a few stars near them, they suddenly go gooey-eyed and fawn over them and suddenly, oh, that's the best film. If you put them next, you know, give them a few selfie opportunities. That's the accusation. I simply could not say. I mean, to be fair, it's because their process is super opaque, right? There's no transparency. We don't know what their process is like. It was some good choices this year. There were a couple I wish did a little bit better, but as a whole, not bad. Well, I did like Joaquin Phoenix. They, they sent him backstage after the win to talk to the press, and he was clearly done with talking about his process. You know, he's like, have I not answered this all before? And again, it is just that situation where you you, you have a star put in front of all these journalists, and they have to ask the most simple question to be able to get a usable answer. So, how did you prepare for the role? And uh, understandably, you know, he's kind of done with it. And he was criticising the whole nature of awards anyway. I think it's getting to be crunch time for awards. Yeah, it really, it really is. So, we've just had news this week that Oscars is going hostless again, which is no bad thing. Very difficult to get people to do these things now, especially just for the criticism they come in for. Uh, yeah, so Oscars is going hostless. And then, of course, you've got the BAFTA nominations. Oh, goodness. Which, uh, I have to say, disappointing. Shocking, actually. Even the BAFTA people themselves have come up to co- like, criticise the nominations this year. Well, they've actually just announced that they are going to review their process. They, they have to. I mean, people are outraged. To be honest, they don't have to look at Golden Globes. That's true. But, yeah, their process, generally there's uh, 6,700 BAFTA members. So there's like an honour system in that you don't vote for a category that you have not seen every film of. Which sounds all right. But then the list of what they've come up with is quite... It's unimaginative to begin with. It's just what everyone else is raving about. 
Yeah, especially since they've given Joker 11 nominations. Joker appears everywhere. It's which kind of, is just crazy. shocking. Best film nonsense. Usually you do get some more interesting things from the BAFTAs. And it's surprising that they have been so tone deaf. It's incredibly surprising that they've not nominated Cynthia Erivo, who is British and has done amazing things uh, in Harriet. She's been a rising star. How they've managed to miss her off, I don't know. But nothing for uh, Lupita Nyong'o for Oz. Which I don't get, yeah. (laughs) And like, there's two nominations for Margot Robbie. Two nominations for Scarlet, right? In the same category. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, like for supporting actress, you've got Margot Robbie appearing twice in one category. They have managed to slip in a new category. The new category is casting. Oh, yeah, that's true. Now, let's see if we can guess which one will win. You have the American film Joker, the American film Marriage Story, the American film Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, the British film The Personal History of David Copperfield, which cast Dev Patel as David Copperfield, or the uh, Netflix film The Two Popes. Now, who do you think will get the nod in that particular new category that they've just created? I wonder nothing wrong with the casting it's just that it feels like British awards trying to muscle in a category where Britain can definitely win you look at the best films as well 1917 The Irishman Joker Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and Parasite not bad to have Parasite as best film exactly considering the fact that this BAFTA is really unrepresentative yeah it's kept it very whitewashed and very male so the fact that Parasite has muscled its way and is yeah I, I find that the call for we need more diversity in these things diminishes what we're actually asking for which is more recognition of talent it's it's not oh it needs to have more women in it's more on the merits so for best director to not have Greta Gerwig in yeah, that's for weird. little women from from my point of view to not have Lorraine Scafaria who directed Hustlers yep. in as best director when if you're going to honour Todd Phillips for basically doing some Scorsese homage, such a blatant wink to the audience, Scorsese homage. Actually, Hustlers is not doing well at all this, oh, this yeah. award season. Not Zero, nominating nothing. Jennifer Lopez. No. Somebody needs to have a very special word with themselves. Yeah, they've actually never showed up, Hustlers. Nowhere. They did not. I, I don't know. I th- I, it could still be down to it was missold, which I still feel it was but pitched a good as a, a good different... Mo- a good film's a good film, but you've got to get people in. That's true. And if you do it as more of a sisters, you know, battling against the rough That's of true. life, rather than the most tight-knit crime thriller that you've seen all year... That's true. Uh, yeah, there's going to be a bit of a difference there. That's true. <laughs> but uh, there are also some interesting nominations from the BAFTAs, notably for Summer, which is a documentary. And now that is also in Outstanding British Film, yep. which is up against 1917, Bait, Rocketman, Sorry We Missed You, and The Two Popes. Yep. For Summer, extraordinary in that it's a documentary, uh, documenting five years in the life of a Syrian woman who falls in love, gets married, has a child, namely Sama, against all the upheaval that's happening in Aleppo. The rocket attacks, I've seen trailers for it, it's going to be at the projector very soon. It looks extraordinary in that you could not believe that it's actually the real world. Shockingly and shamefully so. I think there are notable nominations that have been missed off this BAFTAs, but I don't think 
it's completely void of anything interesting. There are interesting nominations in there. There are worthwhile nominations in there. But giving 11 nominations to Joker is somewhere close to shocking. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood has a ridiculous number of nominations too. It's it's almost like they only watched like 10 films this year. <laughs> you look at where the conversation is. Yeah, I think there is a thing of, are you actually watching all the films or are you just going off what's buzzing on Twitter? Yeah. Like, are you just watching what's popular? Which essentially is Joker and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, if you're going off those. Uh, also, just in the terms of, I wonder which one the British Film Academy is going to nominate. Uh, animated film, Frozen 2, Klaus, a Shaun the Sheep movie, Farmageddon, oh, and Toy Story 4. Now, I wonder which British film... <laughs> is going to win. Hmm. Shaun the Sheep could beat Toy Story 4. It's like back in the day, long, long time ago when Pulp Fiction was up against Four Weddings and a Funeral. Right. And best film was Four Weddings and a Funeral. I think Hugh, it was Hugh Grant, was Hugh Grant. Ex- accepting the award and said, well, if Pulp Fiction had been set in the home counties, then it probably have won. I mean... Okay, let's move on to our film review of the week. Yeah, you went to see 1917. I haven't gotten to see it yet. Really looking forward to it. What do you think? Please tell uh, me it was good. It's good. And there are caveats with it's good. Oh no, I'm I'm like, I've literally planned my weekend around watching it. It's well worthwhile. I would urge you to go to a really good cinema to watch it because I feel that the screen that I was in, this was not a private screening, this was public. Which uh, you hate, we remember this. The quality of the screen was not great and the projection just seemed too bright for the screen. So therefore it kind of washed out slightly. It felt. Oh no. Because you got, or the contrast was not up, I don't know. But you need to watch it in a good quality cinema, otherwise it will distract from the experience itself. But it is an experience. So this is Sam Mendes. Uh, I think it's his first film since he directed Spectre. He's uh, teamed up with Roger Deakins, who is his director of photography on uh, Skyfall, the first Bond film he did. It, Roger Deakins deserves way more Oscars than he's got. He is a genius of in-camera photography, especially when it comes to the night shots in this film. Is every frame of painting in this. Um, the conceit is is that this is set in April 1917. It does what it says on the tin. It's the First World War, and it is done in one shot. Oh, wow. Well, made really? to look like it's okay. in one shot, which means that you follow the protagonist all the way through. There's no part where you get to uh, have a general's view or a, you know, a wide view of them and get to be apart from the action. You're in it all the way through. So... Two young soldiers are basically tasked by General Colin Firth to reach a colonel who's about to plan this huge attack because it's going to be a trap. So they have to get on foot from their lines to him. Otherwise, thousands and thousands of men are going to die. Now, that's pretty much it as far as plot goes. It, you you know, you're, you're on this journey with them and it's that urgency. They only have a few hours to, in which to do this. Uh, it's, whilst it's in one shot, it's not chronological. It's not real time. Interesting. So you go from their trenches through the enemy lines, through across this no man's land. Yeah, they, they are struggling to get there on time. It sounds like it might be a bit draggy, though, like slow. No, no. The, this Anything's is. Good? You are in it, and it goes. At points, it's breathless. It's heart stopping. I think the wonderful thing about this, as a narrative goes, is that. The First World War threw lots of very, very young men and boys 
into war unfairly, where the higher-ups did not care about their conditions, which is shown in this, uh, when it compares the British trenches and they cross over no man's land and end up in the German trenches. The difference is amazing because the German trenches are clean, efficient, lined with cement. Uh, they have proper rooms underneath, whereas everything in the British trenches was dug out, muddy, swamp-laden. The troops who line these trenches, you know, just waiting for the order to go, are more like gargoyles huddled over. Or in, indeed, there's dead bodies just kind of like hanging over the top. It's gruesome. Hmm. It is gruesome, and it takes you into how horrible the situation is. But the performances are very good. It fell down a bit because if it's getting awards at the moment, uh, like it's got the Golden Globes, it feels more like when Gravity got awards. I, I don't know how much of a rewatch this film would get. Okay. It seems to be driven more on a the novelty of the one shot rather than a a fuller narrative. Like a good story. Yeah, it's 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 maybe it's a bit too simplistic in its in its drive, its narrative. Similar to Gravity, you know, Sandra Bullock is stuck in space. She has to get to this space station in time before her oxygen runs out. You're driven by that, and you're stuck with these people all the way through. So it, that claustrophobia does restrict it. That does not mean it's not a technically brilliant film. It is marvelous. I mean, he is literally controlling an army. So just the logistics of that blow your mind. Had to reset a scene if it goes wrong and have everyone go back to their places and have that man cross that point at this time again. It's it's quite wonderful. So you said that the performances were all really good. Was there like a particularly standout actor, actress? There's Dean Charles Chapman, who is surprising everyone because they say, oh, he was Tommen in Game of Thrones. At which point you just realise, I have no idea what Tommen looked like. I know what his silhouette was. I knew kind of the blonde, you know, page boy haircut and whatever. But facially, it doesn't stand out. Didn't make an but impression, yeah. Obviously, he looks totally different here. He's a bit more filled out. Um, You're right. I don't remember ever having seen Dean Charles Chapman ever. Yeah. So George McKay has been in other films, award-winning films even. Uh, Captain Fantastic with Viggo Mortensen way back in 2016. He was in. So these are your two protagonists. Along the way, they meet different uh, people. So Colin Firth is in it. Uh, Hot Priest from uh, Fleabag is in it. And it's Benedict Cumberbatch and Andrew Scott. Interesting. Andrew Scott, Hot Priest. Yeah, but interesting, in right? Possibly one of the best roles I've seen Andrew Scott in. Hot Priest. Yeah. But there is, I mean, with that, there comes like a video game element to it. It feels like different stages of a game because so many different sections have such a unique environment to them. So you start off in the mud, then you get to the cold cement of the German trenches. Then there's like this blasted chalk ground. Then you get to a farmhouse. Then you get to a you know open road. Mark Strong is in it, and you know along the way they meet different characters. And it has that kind of video game feel where you meet a non-playable character and they tell you some things about what you need to know, which is not really a criticism. It's just... I guess the perspective uh, does lend itself quite well to seeming quite video gamey, like the whole first-person shooter kind of thing. It's Well, yeah, it's re- yeah. It's, rem- no, no, it's no, reminiscent it is, of it, it right? I think, look, and frankly, uh, on the, on the uh, more worthy side of things, I think any film that brings out exactly what these young men had to endure is worthwhile. I mean, mm. it's, it's 
funnily enough, it's I think it's about this time last year that Peter Jackson's documentary, uh, They Shall Not Grow Old, oh, yes. came out, which was a restoration of the home movie footage of that. That really highlighted just how horrible it was. And again, you know, I mean, my grandfather on my father's side, he was in the First World War as a 16-year-old because, you know, all these young boys were told it's a fun adventure in the First World War. So, yeah, any film that sort of highlights the horrors. And it's doing really well seen. online as well, not just in the critics' circle. It's doing really well on Rotten Tomatoes. People are buzzing oh, about it. Oh, it is. Yeah, it's, it's two it's, hours. You go in and you will zoom along. That breathlessness, that urgency, just as you think things are going well, something, you know, befalls them. And you say, how are they going to get through this? Mm-hmm. Even just the horrible stuff like, good God, the size of the rats. Oh, I mean, if you have an aversion to rats, the rats that they find along the way is just, ah, oh, horrible. And then there's all this other stuff like, because there are dead bodies just strewn all over the place, there's a bit where they fall backwards and George Mackay puts his hand inside oh, gosh. a rotting body that a, a hand that is just cut and barbed wire as well and you just oh lord it doesn't shy away from these things it's but gonna sound really it, weird but i'm so excited to see it you should do and the night shots are where roger deakins comes into his own because i've never seen anything so extraordinary it's a blasted town when i say blasted it's you know demolished through bomb shelling at night so there's no lights apart from a flare that goes up and you just see all the shadows changing as this flare comes down and these pitch black shadows versus parts of light and then suddenly a German soldier faceless comes out and starts running for our protagonist oh and they have to start it it's it's like it's like those fast zombie films versus some kind of demon because he's just running and they're firing but you don't see a person there. It's just a shadow. So I'm guessing you definitely think everyone should go see this. Yeah, it's a fantastic film. Award-winning, best of the year, I'd argue. Yeah, I mean, Sam Mendes won a best director for that too, no? Yes, yeah. Yeah, So best film and best director. Look, (laughs) if when it comes to things like the BAFTAs or indeed the Oscars when it comes out, if 1917 beats Joker, I shall not complain because anything beating Joker, I shall not complain. Current war movies, I'm still on the Jojo Rabbit side. Jojo Rabbit is still out in cinemas. Go see it. It's the most life-affirming Nazi comedy that you'll ever see. Funny and tragic in equal measure. Yes. If you're going to see one Hitler-based comedy this year, go see Jojo Rabbit. (laughs) No, Jojo Rabbit is fantastic. 1917 is another strong start to the year. Yeah, it looks like it's going to be a really good start to the year. Little Women, we still got that one. Yes, Little Women. It looks fantastic. It looks beautiful. I'm really excited. Yeah, but as as we've just been discussing, yeah, how much value? It, it's getting to the point where who cares what awards thing? I mean, it's nice that if they get awarded, it's nice to have some smaller films recognised. But otherwise, I wonder if we're just reaching the end point of these big award shows. They've got to find some other way of being worthy of our attention. People just don't follow it anymore. It's not, it's not credible. I think the only awards that are still doing well are the Tonys. It's very the, t- the Tonys thing. get recognition now because they have better hosts and they seem to have a more fun time at the awards they show. They do. Their opening show is always fantastic. It doesn't seem as much of a slog at the Tonys when you watch the, the footage back. Yeah. Whereas 
all the movie awards shows still last for three hours and you can see the the life draining from these actors eyes as they have to go on waiting for their category anyway speaking of being done that's us done for this week <laughs> thank you for joining me Suhan thank you thank you for listening at home no response <laughs> and until another double feature next time goodbye that was an SPH podcast by The Straits Times. Find us on Spotify, Apple or Google Podcasts or streaming on Google Home. Do feedback to us at podcast.sph.com.sg. You can also check out more podcasts on various topics at The Straits Times and The Business Times online. <laughs>